Welcome everyone to the Rabbi Torah Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Chaf Gimel. We'll begin on the Mishnah on Chaf Bet Amud Bet on the bottom of the page. Says the Mishnah, Haoseh Sukato Berosh HaAgala O Berosh HaSvina Kishira. The person makes his Sukkah on top of a movable object, for example, a wagon or a ship. Kishira, the sukkah is kosher. Not only is it kosher, the olin la biyom tov, a person on yom tov is allowed to go on the sifina or the agala in order to get to the place. Now, berosh ha'ilan, Rashi says the only reason why we mention that is for the sefer. Berosh ha'ilan o gabe gamal, if you made your your sukkah on top of a tree or on top of a camel. Kishira et kosher ve'en olin labiyoto, but you're not allowed to go on the yom on on the animal or the tree on yom tov, because we're afraid. In both cases, we're afraid that maybe you will rip off a branch. The reason why you might rip off a branch on an animal is you might want to hit the animal to go faster. Now, Shtayim bi'ilan ba'achat bi'de'adam or shtayim bi'de'adam ba'achat bi'ilan kishira. Two of the walls are are either held up by the tree or they are the tree, depending who you learn in Rashi or Tosfot. Or you have two non-tree and one tree, it's kosher. Shalosh bi'ilan ba'achat bi'ilan kishira bi'ilan ba'yomtov. If you have three which are man-made, and only your fourth one is either supported slash being used as walls by the tree, then you're allowed to go up to it on Yom Tov. This is the rule. Anything that you could take away the tree. In any sukkah that you could remove the tree and it's still, it could still stand on its own, it's kosher, and you can go up to it on Yom Tov. So that's the three-walled cases. You have three bidyadam wall, either three walls which are not tree-supported, or three walls that are not using the tree, like, like Tosfot. You're allowed to go up on Yom Tov. Ask the Gemara, Mani Matnitin, who is the author of our Mishnah? Must be Rabbi Akivahi. Must be Rabbi Akivahi. Because our Mishnah says you're allowed to make it on top of a ship. And Rubi Kiva is the only one who holds like that. As we see in a Brighta, the time you learned in a Brighta. How says Sukkot Svina? The person makes his Sukkah at the top of a ship. It's Pasul. And according to Rubi Kiva, it is kosher. Ma'al said there was a story, the brighter continues. That on Sukkot, they were on a ship. So Rabbi Akiva stood up and made a sukkah on the deck of the ship. The next day, a wind came and uprooted it. Where is the sukkah? In a slightly mocking way, 
Rabbi Gamliel, Gamliel is pointing out <coughs> that <coughs> the sukkah, which in his mind was kosher anywhere, was not kosher anyway, is no longer here. So we see that our Mishnah must be Rabbi Akiva. Now, once we mention this machlok and the bright between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Akiva, Abaya will try to clarify exactly what the parameters of the machlokit are. And what do they argue? Amar Abaye. The rule about walls of sukkah is even if the walls are standing now and technically you have walls, the sukkah will not be kosher if it's not made to handle normal winds. And therefore, you could have a sukkah that's not moving at all on a very um, calm day, and the sukkah is made out of paper mache and uh, or cardboard. And if a wind would come, it would blow down the sukkah. But as you're sitting here, you're sitting in four, three walls, and skach should be kosher, but it's not because it cannot handle a normal wind. We judge the sukkah by a normal wind, and therefore, by is saying that both Rabbi and Rabbi Akiva would agree that if your sukkah on your the sukkah that is on your ship is unable to handle a normal wind, that sukkah would be pasul. Everyone will agree to that. Right? B'she'en, right? If your sukkah can handle a... I, well, good morning, Ivan. How are you? We're on Chaf Gimel Amur We're about 10 lines down. Discussing the sukkah on a, um, on a ship. So Abai is explaining that the Machloka Rabban Gamliel and Rabbi Akiva, where Rabban Gamliel says that sukkah on the ship is not kosher, and Rabbi Akiva says it is, is... Not in a case where it can't, where the sukkah cannot handle the normal wind on land. Because then everyone would agree it's fine. If, I'm sorry, if it can't handle normal wind on land, everyone would agree it's not good. It seems like land winds are less windy than sea winds. Okay? If it's able to handle a abnormal wind on land, everyone agrees, the Kishinah is kosher. Keep the what is the argument? Changes this gear, son. If it's able to stand up with a normal land wind, but it can't stand up with a normal sea wind. says, you judge it by where it is. And being that it's a sea, it's on the sea, and it can't handle a sea wind, it's not kosher. Sukkah only needs to be a temporary structure. Since it can handle a normal um, land wind, Rabbi Akiva holds its kosher. So that's where the machloket is, if it can handle a land but not a sea wind. Okay, we're up to the next case. Or al gabe gamal. We mentioned in the Mishnah that if you have a sukkah on top of a camel, it is kosher. Says Gamal, Our Mishnah must be written by Rameir. 
The Tanjik is learned in the Brayta. How says Sukato Agave Mema? If you make a Sukato on top of an animal, hold on a second. Hi, Carl. How are you? Um, checking him. He might was going to pray at eight forty-five minyan, so he should be there someplace. Mechilam, I'm on my Zoom. Okay, bye. So now. Okay, Albert, we're on, we're at the two dots. We're deciding about the, about the sukkah that's done, al-gabe gamal, on top of an animal. So says the Gemara. It should be good here. Okay. Matitin mani remeir here. Our Mishnah must be remeir. The time you learn to the Brayta. If you make a sukkah on top of an animal, what's your reason? Amar Kra, the Pasuk says, You have to make a seven day festival of sukkot, which teaches you, You need a sukkah that's fit for all seven days. If you have a sukkah that's not fit for seven days, so it's not called a sukkah. Now, since the rabbis made a gizera, that you can't go on an animal, so it comes out that it's not fit for the first day, and therefore your sukkah is not fit for seven seven days. Albert, did I lose you over here? You look puzzled. Again, We're discussing why a sukkah might not be good on top of an animal. According to the Buddhas, it's not good. So we're explaining the reason why it wouldn't be good, Ivan, is because we need a sukkah that's good for seven days. You should make a seven-day chaga sukkot. Now, what Ivan is worried about is what do you mean? Maybe the reason why the tells, Torah tells you seven days because that's how long the holiday is going to be. But we already said that the sukkah is going to be seven, the, the chag is seven days. So this is the fact that you repeated it a second time has to tell you something else. And we are telling you now that it's coming to teach you that your sukkah has to be able to be accessible all seven days. And since the rabbis made a gizera that you can't go on an animal on Yom Tov, so it's not accessible for the first day, that's why it's not good for any day. What does Rameir say? Rameir says, Rameir says, listen, in the Torah's glasses, there's nothing wrong with going on an animal on Yom Tov. It's Rabbinic Gizera, and since it's a Rabbinic Gizera, the Rabbinic Gizera does not come and posel the Sukkah from seven days. And therefore, it is called the seven-day Sukkah through the, through the glasses of the Torah. Yes, you can't go on on Yom Tov, but it doesn't posel it for the other days. So again, the first day, let's say the first day of, of Sukkot is Shabbat. That first day, Rameer agrees that you can't go on the Sukkah. But since the Oraita, you could go on the Sukkah, when you go on it on Sunday and Monday, it is okay, according to Rameer. Uh, it was brought down before... It was brought down before because you mentioned that all the opinions that hold Dirat Keva. And that was one of them. Okay. Says the Gemara, Asa le behema dofan le sukkah. 
Here's a new case. Let's say you use an animal as a wall for your sukkah. You have two walls to your sukkah, and you need a fourth wall. So you take your cow, and you put your cow within one tefer of the other thing. You have seven tefachim. Does that become kosher or not? Rameir posel, Ruda machshir. Rameir says it's no good, and Ruda says it is good. Why? Because Rameir would say that there are five things that you're not allowed to use a animal or anything that has ruach uh, chayim, anything that has life in it, may not be used as five things. Now, what are these five things? Let's keep track of them so we know them going forward. Number one, wall of sukkah. sukkah. Number two, no lehi for mavui. Which means that if you have a, let's say you have a uh, mavui and you want to carry the mavui on Shabbat, you need to put a lehi over there so you're able to carry. You can't put an animal at the front of your mavui to allow you to carry instead of a lehi. No, you need an actual lehi. You can't put up pasin lebriot. Remember, we had, we said last time that when when you're um, when you're outside an uh, uh, inhabited area and you have a well, you could put pasin on the four corners in order to be able to carry from the well on Shabbat. You can't use an animal to make those corner pieces. You have to use a, a non-live thing. And the last thing is lo golela kever. You can't use it as a uh, tombstone. Okay, so Pasin, if you remember, we had a case where a guy was traveling in a caravan on Shabbat, and he stopped by a well on Shabbat, but he wants to be able to carry from the well, to draw water from the well on Shabbat, so he'll have enough water, right? So... That technically, you're not allowed to carry from the from inside the well to out of the well. So the way you could do it is by putting four one tefach corner pieces on the four corners on the perimeter of the area that you want to be in, and that allows you to carry inside the the corner pieces. And those are called pasin. Those are called indeed. Yes. So if you're short one corner piece and you say, "Hey, I'm short a corner piece, but I got my two camels." And I let my two camels stay over here. Where there's a machloket over there, whether or not we allow you to use a live animal for that or not. There's a fifth one, which is only Rabbi Yosef who says you can't write a divorce on it. Divorce has to be on a document, not on a live animal. Okay. Now let's go through the reasons. Why can't you use an animal for a wall of your sukkah? We don't. Technically, the walls of our sukkah do not have any restrictions on them. And you should be able to use anything you want. If I want, I could use plastic. I don't need a pasuk to allow plastic walls. I'm allowed to use plastic walls. It doesn't say anywhere in the Torah about fiberglass. They didn't even have fiberglass in the time of the Torah. We use fiberglass for walls. You can use fiberglass. You can use a, lot, a whole pile of cell phones. Why, if I could use anything I want, why can't I use animals, according to one opinion? Why would I not? I need a reason why I can't use something. Why not? Says the Gemara. 
So the, 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 the rabbis in the Mishnah did not tell us the reason. But we're going to try, the Amoraim are going to guess the reasons. Abaya and Rav Zera are going to argue. Abaya says, Amar Abaya, Abaya Amar Shemar Tamut. Abaya says he's worried that it might die. And Rav Zera says, No, he says, Shemar Tivrach might run away. Might flee. Okay? So Bachlokit is, are we worried that if you use an animal, maybe it'll die? Or maybe it'll flee? And if it flees, it's not there. So says the Gemara, If you have an elephant that is tied down, then everyone agrees that it's kosher. Why? You can use it for walls. The Inami might, because even if an elephant dies, its corpse is at least 10 tvachim tall. And therefore, you don't have to worry that maybe it'll die and it'll be too small. Let it die. Who cares if it dies? It's still a good wall. Everyone agrees that it's fine. Keep pleading pil kashur. Where they argue, they argue in a non-tied up. And also, if it's tied up, it's not a problem because it can't run away. Keep pleading pil kashur. They argue with an untied elephant. According to one who says, maybe it'll die. We don't have to worry over here because this is an elephant. And even if it dies, it's still the right size. According to the one who says that it might run away, which we said was Rav Zera, we have to worry that maybe the elephant will run away and it won't be good. So according to this, the Machloket is only in an untied elephant case. If it's a non-elephant case, let's say if you're tying up a... Let's say it's an untied, for example, an untied goat. Of course it's no good, according to both opinions. It might die and be too small. And it might run away and will not be there at all. Okay. Okay, hold on. According to the one who says maybe it'll die, why don't we also worry that maybe it'll run away? Which means like this. Now, that generally is not a question. I hold it, we're worried, maybe it'll die. What are you telling me maybe it'll run away? But we're saying like this. If you're worried that an animal will die, that's a rare case that animals just drop dead. They, they much more often that animals run away than they drop dead. And therefore, if we see that you're so suspicious and you're worried that maybe the animal will die, you should also worry that maybe it'll run away. Understand the question? How come Abaya does not agree with Rav Zerah? I understand why Rav Zerah doesn't agree with Abaya because Rav Zerah says maybe run away. I'm not worried about animals dying. I'm just worried about them running away because that, that's a more common thing. Right? But if... Well, just to give you numbers, I'm making up numbers out of the blue. Let's say that only 10% of animals will just drop dead. And 20% of animals will run away. So Rav Zerah says, I'm worried about 20%. I'm, but I don't worry about 10% things, so therefore I don't worry about maybe it'll die. But you, if you worry about 10% things, and you worry that maybe it'll die, you should worry about the 20% thing that maybe it'll run away. 
Did I lose you, Albert, or are you with me? Uh, yeah. It's been that time, it's been exactly. Ella, rather than says no. Everyone agrees with an untied elephant that it's no good because it might run away. So there is no argument with an untied elephant now because untied elephant, it, since it has a chance of running away, it's, everyone will agree that running away is a problem. We're now saying that Abaya agrees that maybe it will run away. Okay? Keep the The machloket is if you have an animal that's tied up, a behema kishura. Not a peel, not an elephant, but rather a goat that's tied up. The man of Zivashem Tamut, according to Abaya, who says maybe it'll die, Chayshinan, we're worried. The man of Zivashem Tamut, according to the one who says maybe it'll run away, we're not going to worry over here because we're not worried about dying. Even Now, the reason why we're worried about dying, Albert, is if it dies, then, then it won't be the size. But So Abaya is worried that it might die and then it won't be the size. And Rav Zera is saying, we're not worried about death and therefore I'm not worried that it's going to get smaller. Now the Gemara asks, According to the one who says maybe it'll run away, maybe it'll die, Gemara says, no, Mita lo will tell you that death is not common. You don't have to worry about instant dying. Gemara says, what about the space that's underneath the legs of the animal? If even if you're using an animal as a wall, the legs of the animal are not three trachim apart. There's no lavu there. And therefore, there is too much space underneath. It would, should ruin your sukkah because you, don't, you have air space underneath the animal's belly. Yes. Uh, well, you, you get, um, there are some animals that sleep standing up, uh, evidently, uh, yes, but also, also, it could be that we're talking about that you're using the sukkah during the time when the animal is not lying down, you understand? So I'm going to sit, I'll sit with my family when I see the animal standing up. Huh? Right. Well, we're going to have other problems. It could be the Gemara could ask your question, but the Gemara is going to ask some other questions that will clarify things. So give us a second, Ivan. Okay. So we're asking, why don't we worry that maybe with three lines at the bottom? What about the airspace in between the bottom of the animal? We're talking about a case where a guy stuffed some leaves, stuffed, stuffed leaves over there, and uh, the, the leaves are finishing up the walls. And therefore, you're okay. Mara says, ask the question. This is Ivan's question. The Dilma Rava. Maybe it'll crouch. The Gemara is not saying sleeping, but the Gemara says even while it's awake, it might crouch. And if it crouches, that'll be enough. 
Where it says, Demitiha Beashli Mil'el. You're talking about a case where the animal was tied up with ropes from on top. So you have a beam or a tree on top, and you tie a, a rope underneath the belly of the animal. So this way it can't crouch, and it's stuck where it is. Okay? Mara saying, wait a second. Why would there be a problem that maybe it'll die? If you have it tied up, who cares if it dies? Let it die. Even if it dies there, it's still in place and it's going to work, serve as a good wall. Maybe the reason why we're worried about using it is not because when it's tied up, is not because we're worried that something happened. But sometimes you might tie an animal, and the animal itself is not quite big enough for a wall. It's only it, the animal only makes it to seven tefachim off the ground, and you're using lavud to connect it to the top of your sukkah. Because seven, if it's within three tefachim of the top, you could say lavud, which will connect it. Since it died, we're afraid that it might die. The owner will continue to use it. And once it dies, it shrinks a bit. The word kvatsa means it's going to drink. It's going to shrink. And since it shrinks, it's no longer within three tvachim of the top. And you won't realize it. And therefore, the rabbis make a gezerah on using these tied up animals because we're afraid it could die and shrink, according to Abayim. Is that clear? Yes? Okay, awesome. Joseph, are you with us? We don't have Joseph. Okay, excellent. Now, we're now going to go on a long uh, journey. Okay? So far we came out. This is what you need to know for now. So far we came out I made a little chart over here. I don't know if this is going to help us anything, but let me see if I could explain where we're going before we actually do it inside. Right now we have Rameir saying that you can't use an animal for a wall of sukkah, and Rabbi Yehuda allowing it. And according to some rabbi, that's because he's chayish lemita. According to Abaya, at least, we're saying that means Rameir is worried about animals dying. Okay. We're going to now show you a case where it's the other way around, where Rev. Mayer is not worried about death, and Rabbi Huda is worried about death. So we're going to have a major contradiction, because when it comes to the wall of a sukkah, using an animal as a wall, we're telling you now that Rev. Mayer is worried about death. Yet, when it comes to a case of tiruma, where we're worried about maybe a husband dying would be the other way around. What's the case? I'll show it to you inside in a second. I'll give you the case outside. The halakha is, the wife of a kohen is allowed to eat tinuma. You have a bunch of kohenim over here. We're not using any of them as examples. So, you have a kohen who gets married. His wife is instantly allowed to eat tinuma, whereas before she was married, she's not allowed to eat tinuma. After she becomes widowed, she's not allowed to eat tinuma. Unless she has kids, but otherwise she's not allowed to eat tinuma. So, um, 
there's a question like this. What happens if you have a woman who's married to Kohen and the Kohen goes on a business trip to China? Now, nobody knows that the Kohen's still alive. If the Kohen's in town and just went to shul, we know he's alive. But if the Kohen goes to China and we don't hear from him for a few months, he could be dead, he could be alive. Do we let the wife to continue to eat Tenuma? Or are we worried that maybe the husband died and she can't eat Tenuma anymore? Right? So over there, the halakha is, she can eat Tenuma, and we're not worried. We're not worried. Let her eat Tenuma. He's not dead. But if a guy has the following case, let's say a guy doesn't want his wife to fall to Yibum. Okay? He has a brother who's not 100%. The brother will not be able to do Yibum. Okay? Or Chalitza, for that matter. His brother's in, a, in, the, in an asylum, a mental asylum, and he can't do Yibum or Chalitza. So what he does is, he gives the, his wife a special get, but he doesn't want the get to work. He wants to stay married to her. So he tells her, this get will work an hour before I die. Okay? As long as he's still alive, she's not divorced. But she can never eat tenuma because we're always worried that perhaps if, if we'll have... We're worried that perhaps if he has a... Uh, if the lady, his wife Gertrude, is eating tenuma in a tenuma restaurant at 6 o'clock p.m., what if your husband dies at 6.30? And if her husband dies at 6.30... She won't be able to eat tenuma, right? So we have a problem with that. How we allow let it happen? So it seems like a contradiction. How could we let, in one, on the one hand, uh, we're saying that uh, uh, when a husband goes on a business trip, he can't eat tenuma. On the other hand, we're saying that when the we have another bright that says that when the husband gives a get now before he dies, we will not allow the wife to eat tenuma. So. We have a problem with that thing, and Abaye is going to answer, one is Reb Meir, and one is Reb Yehuda. But the wrong one. We're saying that Reb Meir is not worried about death. The case of Medinat Hayam, where we're not worried, where the husband of the business trip is Reb Meir, and the case where the, with, the out, with the brother that's not 100%, and you gave the, uh, 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 a get an hour before he dies, that case is Reb Yehuda. So we see the opposite. Abai is saying the opposite thing. By us, he said that Rameir is worried about death. And over there, he said Rameir is the author of the Mishnah Medina Tayyam that says that you're allowed to eat Tinuma even when your husband's on a business trip. So it's a contradiction. Let's read it inside. Says the, we're on the top line of Chav Gimon, the short little dot. Says the Gimana. Did Abaya say that Rameir is worried about that? If you have a regularly sale girl who marries a Kohen, and the husband went to Medinatayam, and the husband went to Medinatayam, he went to a faraway country. We assume that he's alive. We ask the question: It. This is your divorce papers. An hour before I die, right away, because we're worried that maybe the husband will die within a half hour after he cheats the mom. 
Rama Abaye and Abaye, when presented with this contradiction, said, Lokasha, that's no question. The first case of Medina Tayyam is Rameir, was written by Rameir, who's not worried about death. And the other case is Yehuda, who is worried about death. The Daniel, because we learned. If a guy uh, buys wine from the Kutim, if you buy wine from a Kutim, which is a Jewish person who we know didn't separate Tinuma, Oh, and he, it's right before Shabbat, he has no time to actually separate, but he wants to eat it. Okay? Omer, he could say, He could say, The following two lug that I'm planning to separate after Shabbat's over will be Tiruma. He doesn't separate now. The one that I'm going to separate, that's Tiruma from now. Again, here's, it's an interesting case. The guy the can't, doesn't have time to separate Tiruma, but he's, he says, well, the, the first two. He's got a big, uh, let's say, vat of uh, of wine that's not separated. Okay? And he says that the first two cups of wine I pull out after Shabbat's over are going to be Tiruma. And the next ten cups are going to be Maaseh Rishon. And Tisha, nine cups, Maaseh Shani. Umechil, and he, he, he takes the Maaseh Shani and puts it on a coin that he has in his house. And that Shabbat, he can drink the wine from the barrel because... Since he already separated Tenuma, even though, what do you mean? Well, you didn't separate Tenuma yet. Yeah, but you already declared the Tenuma, even though you're separating it after Shabbat's over. The fact that you declared that works. They say it's Asur. So we want to connect the same thing. Just like over here, Rameir is not worried that maybe your barrel will crack and you won't separate Tinuma, because it could be a problem. Think about it. Let's say you have this guy who's drinking Tinuma wine on Shabbat from the barrel, because he says, oh, I already separated Tinuma. Where did you separate? I mean, take it over. I declared it. The next two I take after Shabbat's over is going to be Tinuma. Fine. But what happens if on Shabbat, his kid comes with a, with a hammer and cracks the barrel. And now the barrel gets spilled, the wine spills all over the floor. And there is, he, never, he never ends up separating those two cups for Tinuma. So it comes out, he ate Tevel. So Remeir, who allows you to drink the wine on Shabbat, is clearly not worried about barrels breaking. And if you're not worried about barrels breaking, we're equating you as not worried about death. So we're saying, oh, so Remeir, who is the one who allows the what? Remeir must have been the rabbi who wrote the Mishnah that says that you're allowed to drink Tinuma on a business trip because we're not worried that the husband dies. The same way he's not worried about the barrel breaking, he's not worried about the husband dying. And Rabbi Yehuda, who is worried about the barrel breaking, we're assuming because he's not letting you drink the Tinuma on Shabbat. What's that? We're assuming, yeah, that's the connection. We're saying the rabbi who's worried about the barrel breaking is also worried about the guy dying in China. And the rabbi who's not worried about the barrel breaking and is allowing you to drink the wine on Shabbat is the rabbi who wrote the Mishnah who says that you can drink the thing in China. Okay? Is it clear, Ivan, Joseph, did I lose you guys, or what's the story? Okay, good. Not Good.
Okay, excellent. So, so far, let me just give you a, a summary quickly because it got a little complicated. We started off, it, I'm, I'm pointing to something over here. I don't know if you could, could you guys read what I'm putting up over here? Oh no, it's not, not the, let me try again, here. Okay, you have over here, when you have a behemoth for a sukkah, where Mary is worried about death, right? Then we brought this case of going away, right? The husband going away to Medinat Yam, the wife is eating tirumah. And when the husband, and we have another writer which says that an hour before I die, she's divorced. We, we said that you can't eat. That this is a check and this is an X. Abaya answered the question by saying, this one with the check, which, which is that you're not worried about death, that is Rameer. And this one is Rameerudah. Right? This one is Rameer and this one's Rameerudah. So you see a contradiction here. Rameer is worried about death and here Rameer is not worried about death. So we're answering now that... Uh, I'm sorry, what did you say? Yes. Yes, he is. Um, hold on. No, in the Sukkah case, yes, it should be a question also. Yes. It should technically be a double question. Yes. And it's all Abaye because Technically, they didn't say anything in these cases. Abayah said that this is him and this is him. But he said the wrong ones. You know what I'm saying? Abayah is the problem because he's the one who's saying this case is a death question. And over here, he's saying double one. So it seems like a, a, a very funny thing. Okay. The Gemara says, Epuch. Switch it. Which means, switch what Abayah said. Abayah really said the other way around. That Remeir is the one who is worried about. I'm sorry, Remeir is the one who is worried about death, and Rebuta is the one who's not worried about death. And make the proof, not this case in with the barrel, but the proof will be our case of an animal for the wall of Sukkah. So we're basically changing the statement. We're changing both the statement and the proof. The statement is flipped, and the proof switches from being the case of the barrel to the proof being the case of the animal for the wall of Sukkah. In the barrel case, Rameir says that you could drink the wine on Shabbat and Rabbi Yehuda says that you cannot drink the wine on Shabbat. Albert, did I lose you yet? You look lost. I know you're still here. Are you lost yet or no? You are, Joseph? You're lost? That's a rarity. So I definitely have to go back for Joseph. One thing, he's usually not lost. Let's get this clear. Albert and Joseph, focus up. Okay? We start off with the case of Sukkah. By Sukkah, Rabbi Yehuda says that an animal for the wall of Sukkah Rabbi Yudah said, is fine. Or Rameer says, you cannot use it. Okay? So Rameer is worried about death. Is that clear? Good. 
then we go, we have a problem with that because it seems like Abaya, when it comes to the case of a of two brightos that are contradicting each other, one bright is saying husband in China the wife eats tuma, and the other husband with the with the brother who's not a hundred percent who writes the special divorce an hour before he dies over there the wife can eat tuma. And we answer, Abaya answers the question by saying, oh, the one with the husband away is your mayor, who is not worried about death. And the one with the husband an hour before he dies is your Yehuda, who is worried about death. But we have it the opposite, right? We know it the other way around. So that's one problem. You're quoting your mayor as worry, worrying about death by the animal and not worried about death when it comes to the uh, husband away on the trip. And the proof we brought to that case in, in Abaya was the case of the barrel. Because in the case of the barrel, Remeir was allowing you to drink the wine on Shabbat, and Rehuda was not allowing you to drink, drink the wine on Shabbat. Allowing to drink the wine on Shabbat means you're, worried, you're not worried about death, and you're not worried about breaking barrels. Not allowing means you are worried about breaking the barrels. And you are worried about death. Remeir on the barrel case is allowing the people to drink the wine. So the Gemara is going to answer the question, but it's not going to be fully answered in a second. The Gemara is going to answer the question by switching the rabbis. Switch the rabbis, switch the proof. Abaya did not really say Remeir is the one who said that the husband's away is okay. Abaya is the one who said Remeir, I'm sorry, Rabbi Yehuda is the one the husband away is okay, and Remeir is the one who's not allowing an hour before he died, and the proof is not from the barrel case, the proof is from the animal for the Sukkah case. We're still going to have a contradiction that the Gemara is going to answer in a second. If you don't mind, I'm just going to pause, well, I'm not going to stop this thing. I'll just end, I'm going to end the daf here and start the next daf. Okay? We're going to stop over here. Thank you. Baruch Adai Amen.